Welcome to Intercepted Transmissions. I'm Uriah. I'm Joel. And this is our Star Wars podcast. It's also our method of handling dumb fan theories. And most importantly, this is our excuse for two fanboys to hang out on the internet. Okay, welcome to Intercepted Transmissions. Uh, We just got out of Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, uh, what even just happened that was so good i we just you you just got out of solo star wars story i've been out for an hour or so just trying to waste time on my computer until you were done uh i love eastern time eastern time is great um i didn't realize how how um like wild life is until i was sending you a text message before like an hour and a half before i was going to the movies and be like oh enjoy the film and i'm all like agonizing over the fact that i have to sit around and wait for it to happen your waiting probably took felt like a lot longer than my waiting though i'm waiting for you to be done and yeah. i'm just like oh that was so good and you're waiting for it to start and you're like come on you, have, you get that you have the deep satisfaction of having watched the film already and i'm just like uh-huh i i was dealing all of my waiting was like anxious waiting so yeah and i only sent you one text the entire movie yeah just when it when it ended there i just sent you my uh solo board uh-huh. uh bingo our bingo board that we made out of those expectations that we had which we'll talk about those in tomorrow's podcast uh so stay tuned for that truthfully that's probably Probably later today's podcast because I yes, think that, I mean truthfully yeah I think it's ten o'clock here now not this podcast yeah not, yes you're not gonna hear us we're not gonna spoil anything here we're not gonna talk about the bingo card I will say no nope. I will say that we did not get a bingo but that's all we're gonna say that's all we're gonna say right now you're gonna have to listen to the other podcast listen. to figure out the actual yep. the details of that. So our goal with this podcast is not to spoil anything, but to talk about initial reactions, um, to talk about some characters, to talk about whether it felt Star Wars or not, uh, like how it tied into the rest of the Star Wars uh, films, as well as the overall plot and storyline, uh, how how we think they did with that, but yes. without giving anything away. So feel free to listen, even if you do not watch the movie. Uh, the one we'll be releasing later this week, whether that's later today on Friday or or you know actual tomorrow, depends on when this comes out. Uh, that will have spoilers. So be, be prepared for the spoilers. Don't watch, don't listen to it. If you haven't watched the movie, um, go watch the movie. Definitely go watch the movie. I mean, we're not going to not spoil things like go out, go out of your way to watch this movie right now. This right now, this podcast is the only podcast we're going to give you without spoilers. We will probably be talking about solo, a star Wars story for the next few weeks. Yeah. So just go watch the movie because we want you to keep listening. We care about you. And as a result, we, as your friends and podcasters are telling you to go see this movie. Yes. Because Joel, is, is it pretty safe to say that we can, recommend this film to everybody in our lives i could have recommended it before going and watching it but yes absolutely you can re- <laughs> we can recommend this movie um it was an excellently done movie thank you ron howard yeah definitely thank you ron howard he did an excellent job of putting together yes. what could have been a real mess based on all the stories that we heard um but what we ended up with instead is a, a, i would argue one of the most fun star wars movies i walked out with my cheeks hurting because of how much i was smiling i don't know that i was laughing a whole bunch but i was smiling the entire time because of how how well it was done and all that so yeah anyway so uh first uriah i want to ask you which character took the screen you 
know, I fully expected it to be Lando. I 100%, and I've said this, it's on the record. You can go back and listen to our other episodes yes. where I, I said it was going to be Lando. I loved L3. Yeah. I thought L3 was incredible. That was an out-of-the-gate surprise. I did not expect a droid to take the screen. But yes, you're right. I, I agree. L3 was awesome. We shouldn't be that surprised. There's precedent for this. BB-8 was clearly the star of Force Awakens, and yeah. K2 was clearly the star of Rogue One. So we shouldn't be surprised that this has happened, uh, but that we got a droid. I mean, but but we still are. No, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that a droid did really, really well. Yes, BB-8 was awesome in the Force Awakens, but there was a lot other good. And I don't know that BB-8 took the screen as much as was just another excellent character in this one. Yeah, L3 over and above like that one yeah that character did much better as a droid than i would have expected a droid to do in this movie she was she was incredible and i loved i loved that they they gave her such like a rich character yeah they could they could have very easily made like oh another uh throwaway ensemble droid um, and instead, what they did yeah. was give us um, a lot of heart for the metal that she is made of. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. I really loved that. It's definitely the star of the show for me. Would you agree? Was that the was that your your surprise hit? She was very good. I'll admit, one of the characters that I was going to rank very very high, uh, higher than higher than Alden Aaron Reich as Han Solo, higher than uh, Junus as Chewbacca, Amelia Clark. Kira was an amazing character. Killing it. Doing some great work. She was like higher than Lando. Kira, they should have really promoted her a lot more than I think they did. I hesitate to say higher than Lando, but I, yes, I, I mean, I agree with the general sentiment in, in that Amelia Clark did an excellent job of breathing life into this character. Yes. They took that character in a direction I did not expect they, them to take the character. And it, and it broke all the norms and stereotypes of how the movie started and made you think it was going to go. Yeah, because there were a lot of like tropey things in the movie, right? Like sort of um, yes. base expectations that that you know weren't to be violated, and they weren't violated. And then Kira and a couple of, and several characters, truthfully, do man, that's going to spoil. Any other characters, like any like secondary or tertiary characters that you were uh, like impressed with? Because I had one that I was like, oh, oh, that I want to see more of this person. I don't know if you 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 caught the character's name, uh, but the character's name is Lexi. Okay, who is uh, remind the, me the 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 redhead freckled girl. I did not know that her name was Lexi, but she was, yes. I'm, I'm looking at IMDB. See, I can't say the letters in order. That's why I always say the International Movie Database. <laughs> um, I'm looking at that, and her name is Lexi, played, okay. by, played by Lily Newmark. That character, I would love to see more in who she was, how she got to be that kind of person, yeah. and that storyline that leads up to that. That's who I was I, thinking I of th- when I was saying secondary. I don't know that I want what leads up to her uh, involvement in Solo, but I do want to see what happens between Solo and A New Hope for her. Yes, I want. I don't, okay, I yeah, I agree with that. I want to see where they go from here. I don't know if that's a comic or if that's a book. I don't know that it's a TV series. Probably not. Um, but like a comic or a book, I definitely want to. I definitely want to know what happens to her going forward. Yes, I agree. Uh, it, it it isn't quite movie ready, and it's not a, it's not a TV series unless they tied into something that was already happening. Right. They definitely have enough built there that they can move forward and show us what happens next. Yeah. Before we talk any more about characters, Joel, did this feel like Star Wars to you? <sighs> 
I'm trying to think through it all again. Um, I mean, with Chewbacca, it felt very Star Warsy, simply because there was Chewbacca. That like ties everything in. Um, I realize Han Solo should tie everything in. Lando should tie everything in. But more than these two, Chewbacca tied everything into me. It felt very Star Warsy because of him. Otherwise, um, it was very much like Rogue One. In that, like, Star Wars is about the Skywalkers and about the Force users, and there weren't any. I'm going to go ahead and fundamentally disagree with you. Okay. Partially because, I, I, you know, I did love Rogue One a lot. I don't think that Solo was better than Rogue One, but I think that it was easily as good as any other bit of Star Wars we've ever had. I'm not saying it's not good because it didn't feel Star Wars-y. And even that, I'm not fully decided that it didn't feel Star Wars-y. So here's the thing. You you said that, that Star Wars has to be about the Skywalkers and the Force. The saga does, not necessarily the the, the rest of it. Right, but. but but we have to understand, like you, the anthology films exist within the Star Wars universe, right? And 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 like the books and, and comics and things exist within the Star Wars universe. These are Star Wars, and they 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 all have to feel Star Warsy too. Um, and I think that yeah. Star Wars maybe at one point was about Luke and Darth Vader and lightsabers and the Force, um, but it's expanded beyond that so much. Like whenever I play a Star Wars video game, I never gravitate towards the Force users. I always, I always line up more okay. with like the troopers or the uh, the Rebel troopers or the Republic troopers um, or the smugglers or like the. I don't, I don't gravitate to the Force users. I love them. I think they're great and they're like absolutely vital to Star Wars. Um, but I think that um, to me, not having a Force user present doesn't change how I feel about the Star Wars okay. of the film. Um, so to I me- guess even I guess even in Rogue One, uh, because it was rebellion and because there was uh, they, there was an acknowledgement of the Force, it still felt very Star Warsy. I guess um, Uriah, you and I have talked before about uh, Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, and how it didn't quite feel fa- very Star Warsy in certain ep- uh, moments because they didn't um, the just the. Feel of the movie yes there were force users but they they used very americanized terms and they um like cops and uh chrome dome and they didn't foxes on crate that were uh like shiny and crystally uh-huh. they called them the crystal creatures rather than naming them whereas in in, in any other mo- uh star wars movie they would have used the lingo they would have used the, their own uh, language. Right. And so um, as far as that kind of a Star Wars-y feel, I feel like uh, this this solo movie really lives up to Star Wars through that. It didn't feel like it was too Americanized. It didn't feel like it was a complete uh, bucking of everything that has come before. And right. maybe that's because we had this script by Jonathan Kasdan, and he wrote The Empire Strikes Back. Lawrence, he helped well, write... Um, specifically uh, Lawrence Kasdan. Yes, Lawrence. Sorry. And Jonathan uh, hel- helped his son. Yeah. Jonathan, his son, helped. But yes, Lauren, Lawrence, um, just because of that history there, I, I feel like um, it was written in a way that felt more Star Wars-y than maybe even The Last Jedi. But then again, I can't come out of this movie pointing out any specific times when there were terms used that were uh, more American than they were Star Wars. Like, this is meant to be in a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, I, I realize I, I flipped those, but whatever. Um, it was, it's meant to be something removed from us yeah. and it's not, and, and it, and it still felt removed from us. It still felt further out than, um, I mean, there was, Never mind. I can't say anything because it <laughs> starts getting into <laughs> podcast listeners. You have no idea how difficult it is for us to record this one first. All right. I think that we probably should have gotten our spoilers out of the way in the we like we should have recorded the second episode first um, because <laughs> I, I wondered about that. 
Um, um, because like now we're thinking like, oh, can we say that? Can we say that? I don't know. Can we say that? And then. <laughs> So to me, it did feel Star Wars-y. Um, it did feel like it was lacking something just because there wasn't even the acknowledgement of the Force and this, I mean, the, the Empire was acknowledged, but it didn't feel they didn't yeah you're right they didn't really say anything about the like the battle against the empire but also every everywhere that we went was either in imperial controlled space or in uh an area that was actively trying to like avoid what was happening in in the yeah. empire or maybe maybe not actively avoiding it but like at least hmm, not actively engaging it right it wasn't the acknowledgement of the rebellion as as much as it was just an acknowledgement of we're trying to get away from the empire right you really saw sort of the the unpleasantness of the empire in this one they really hammered that home yes and uh i liked i liked that about it you saw what like day-to-day life under you know like oh i live in a place where they're building star destroyers above my head like i'm watching parts of the 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 thing which will subjugate the galaxy being created above me and uh that's got to be pretty daunting for for anybody who lives there all right so uriah solo as a standalone movie how did you like the storyline the plot as a whole I thought it was a very fun coming of age sci-fi action film. Okay. And I think like I think fun is is one of the the primary words for it, I think. Um and and um no, it's not um a super earth-shattering cinematic experience, you know, in in storytelling. And I don't think it was ever meant to be. Um Yeah. You know, you don't hire, you know, you don't hire Lord and Miller and then also, you know, fire them and hire Ron Howard and expect like it, at no point in this film do I think that they were ever trying to create a super serious film. And, and so I never went into I That's never true. I guess I never thought it was going to be super serious. And so I'm I'm pretty happy with it um, in that regard. Yeah, I, I um I did enjoy the direction they took with a few of those things. The, uh, I mean, we talked about our expectations coming in, and I had mentioned that there are certain things that were going to have to be in this movie. That we were going to have to see Han and uh, Chewie meet. We were going to have to see the Kessel run. We were going to have to see how Han gets the ship. And as far as those specific plot points uh, being strung together, I love the way they strung those together. Yeah. And uh, maybe even in the middle of knowing that these things were going to happen, we were left wondering how still yeah. throughout the uh, throughout the movie in certain instances so um so that that was kind of nice that i did enjoy that i did enjoy how they how they put everything together it felt a little less um oh gosh what's the word ham-fisted i guess um the way that they did make their nods to um the existing you know star wars lore uh like i'm thinking of the last like five minutes of revenge of the sith where they're just kind of like forcing everybody into their their posi- their starting positions at for a new hope um yeah and it didn't it didn't feel like that yeah it didn't feel like that they just kind of let the story actually flow uh to a certain end point and it put everybody in the right positions it was yeah it wasn't a last five minutes everybody is forced there I, I, that's a good point um so yeah uh let's see um Okay, so without spoiling anything, uh, Joel, were you surprised at any point in this movie by anything? By anything? Yes. Um, I was surprised. I think there were there were two different moments where I was a little surprised. They weren't huge reveals. They weren't huge things that happened. They were just two moments throughout the movie where I was like, "Oh, okay, didn't see that coming," but that's cool. Um, what about you? I I found myself surprised actually quite a bit. Um, okay, 
But I think that that's largely because uh, I have developed this uh, this ability uh, in myself to just like turn off my expectations when I go into a movie. Um, okay. A lot of people will sit down and like try to figure out what's going on. Like, and even um, you know, and that's that's even with us having released an episode where we literally made predictions about things that had to happen in the movie or wasn't yeah. successful. Like, I was able to just like sit there and just like follow the story as it was happening. Um, and there and, were, and as a result, like, yes, I did find myself quite surprised. Um, at, at moments when I think it, when I go and watch, like when I watch the movie on, on my couch with my kids, I don't think I'm going to want, I'm going to wonder how was I ever surprised by that? Yeah. I, um, I forget what I was going to say now. Oh, I had watched a lot more of the trailers and the clips that they released ahead of time and watched most of the interviews. So there was probably times I was less surprised because I knew what was about to happen yeah. or I, I or or I knew where they had to get to um because certain clips hadn't happened yet. So there yeah. were moments like that where I was where I wasn't fully surprised with what they were doing, but um that being said, there were still moments they had still held enough back that it was still surprising for people who had seen everything so far. Right. And I think that Disney Disney has gotten pretty good at that in the last couple of years yes, about like not letting too much go. And it, this is without having watched the third trailer yet. So I still don't like I don't know this for sure, but I don't think that anybody who who watched the trailers and has like been involved in this is is going to like feel spoiled, I guess, um or feel no, like something not. went wrong. Uh, in fact, I think that it was even more satisfying um, there's a there's a clip in the um, in the very first teaser in this like the Super Bowl teaser that was um, Lando standing somewhere and like there was like bright flashes all over him and it looked really and like he's standing there in his awesome cape and it's incredible it's a great shot um, and when that pops up in the movie you just still love it it's still super awesome yeah. to see um, and so that was definitely um, I, I don't know. I think I like. I don't think they. I don't. You know. I think you're still going to be surprised in this movie, and even if you're not, it's still yes. it's enjoyable enough that you might not notice. It was. A, it was overall a very good movie. It, it was an enjoyable movie. Um, it was meant to be lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So I. I think you can walk in ready to smile and enjoy yourself. It's. It's not a deep thinking movie. It's yeah. not. Like Rogue One was a war movie, and you got to go in expecting it to be a war movie. Yeah, this was not that. This was a fun movie. I, so yeah, I you're think, right. I think we've gotten about as far as we can get without spoiling. I think things. you're. I think you're right. So here's what, here's my official recommendation: go to the theater, grab a popcorn, grab your favorite chocolatey candy, bunch of crunch, and uh, a couple of friends, and a and a big drink, um, and like w- and watch this movie and just enjoy it and just just have a good time watching this movie. Yes, very much. That that is exactly what you need to go do right now what uriah and i are going to do right now is stop recording this podcast (laughs) push record for another podcast Mm -hmm. and start telling you everything that happened in the movie yeah so after you go watch the movie come back um if the episode isn't if the spoiler episode isn't already live on your favorite podcast uh app it's going to be shortly um i'm i'm if you're in the if you're one of the people in that weird time between when i upload this this one and when i upload the next one i'm working on it i'm literally working on it right now so um there won't be many of them no yeah there won't be you're right because it's it's gonna be late late at night when the first yeah, one comes out exactly yeah so, uh, so anyways all right so thank you for listening enjoy the movie come back and listen and to and uh, listen to us talk about the spoilers we're gonna break down we're gonna break down some serious stuff because oh man this movie yeah, it was good. So um, may the force be with you. Roger, roger. Our intro and outro music was created by Itro and Valkos. 
It's called Starbound, and it's available from SoundCloud and No Copyright Sound. Go check them out on YouTube. That's where we found them. We're on Facebook as Joel and Uriah, on Twitter at Joel and Uriah, and on Google Plus, technically, but we're never going to check that. To get the podcast delivered to you directly, you can follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes, and or subscribe to us on Google Play Music. Thanks for listening, and keep your comms open for more Intercepted Transmissions with Joel and Uriah. that little uh motion where lando like puts two fingers on his temple and and points at l3 that that's like there's no way to communicate that with sound in a podcast but i'm talking about it right now and that's gonna be my sign off at the end of the at the end of the thing